everybody. From Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. I'm Chris Lemon. In for Dan. In for Dan, Chris. Again. Again. It's good to have you. It's good to be here. Dan will be back next week. He's in, uh, we didn't actually say this last, on the last show. He's in Colombia. Bogota. Bogota, Colombia. Right. Yeah, his, uh, I guess it would be his brother-in-law, his sister-in-law's husband. Is doing what? Uh, he's uh, like military or something. And so they're just going to visit him? They're gonna, yeah, they're like, they're down there. There's... I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm short on details, but he's <laughs> short on details, um, but abundant in apathy. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Indeed. Um, I've always wanted to go to South America though. I know. Same here. I, Columbia has never been high on the list. Eh, I'd love to go. go. I would go. Yeah. If I had a, if I had a relative there, I would go. Yeah, I would I've, take advantage of that. Ever since, um, was it Romancing the Stone <laughs> with <laughs> Kathleen Turner and Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas and Danny Michael DeVito? Douglas. Oh, yeah. Danny DeVito's was, in that. Um, what was the follow-up to that? Uh, there was, well, there was Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile. Jewel of the Nile. Okay. And uh, then War of the Rose. <laughs> War, which was which actually a different was, universe. Yeah. But, but still those characters. Still, still the same actors. group of actors, yeah. They must huh. have liked working together. They really liked each other. Yeah. At any rate. Anyway, well, here we go, Chris. I have the story of a, uh, a driver in the UK, somebody driving an automobile, decided to park. He was going to church, right, uh, in Manchester, right, in the city center. Uh, and he hopped on over to the McDonald's real quick before going into the church. And uh, he was shocked, shocked to find that there was a parking ticket on his car when he, when he came back to go into the church. I'm, I would surprise God didn't protect him. <laughs> right. Uh, well, the parking enforcement folks uh, tried to explain to him that he needed a permit to park outside of the church uh, and said that there were signs that sort of clearly and prominently displayed the parking rules, right? And uh, so he moved the car out of the way uh, <laughs> and uh, found a different place to park and was able to, to, to catch the last 15 minutes of Sunday Mass. Uh, but then he started his campaign to fight this ticket. Um, he has declared uh, the uh, Manchester City Council as being faithless uh, after uh, they... <laughs> refused to uh, <laughs> void the ticket based on the fact that he was at church. Well, actually, what if they love church and just don't like McDonald's? <laughs> what if it was about him going to McDonald's? What if they were like, we're not discriminating against him because he's religious, but he chooses well, that's poor that's not fast how he food. sees it. He mm. says, I was given a ticket for going to church. But how would they know that when he was walking into the McDonald's? Well, it doesn't even matter because apparently, this is something that the the city has pointed out, uh, the parking bay Mr. Addison used is not intended for general use, okay. but is reserved for vehicles which require essential access to events at the church. For example, hearses um, uh, or bridal cars. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Those, that makes sense. And, and, and apparently... Like a loading the zone. The church has the permits. 
right? Already. They give them out to the people who deserve to be parking there. So he could have gotten the permit, just he would have had to have gone through his place of Worship the place he was actually going into. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but they wouldn't He's have not given it win. to him no. because he wasn't there for any official reason. Right. He's not going to win this. No, he's not. And um, furthermore, I want to state out once again that, like, how would they know he was going to church because he was in McDonald's? Well, fair enough, but he had to go to the bathroom, and that is just about all that mcdonald's is good for Wait, the is church doesn't always, have a restroom i found that an interesting and funny detail he went in to get breakfast that motherfucker got <laughs> breakfast got himself an egg McMuffin. he's like mm, i'm here early i got this perfect parking spot <laughs> how is it everybody else is an idiot for not taking yeah, this why spot. did they take this and just thinking about <laughs> worship makes me hungry i need a mcgriddle Oh, McGriddles. <laughs> my whatever. My partner loves them and when he opens sometimes we'll get them. I just outed ourselves as me. Sometimes. It's a treat. Um but he'll he will open them and just the smell just makes ugh. That's the one that has like the it's a pancake. It's a sa- pancake sandwich <laughs> with like maple. It just sm- oh mm-mm. it's wrong. Oh McDonald's. Always pushing the the envelope of breakfast food science. Oh, are you done with that one? What else yeah. happened? Oh no the the city is open uh, to appeal. They said he he has the the right to appeal our decision. He's not going to win. He's just not going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole story. The story is this guy feels like he was ticketed for going to church. At least that's how he's trying to play. It. Uh-huh. So he's trying to play on like people's religious like bigotry and religious freedom right i should be free to park wherever i want to because i'm going to church (laughs) right well fuck you that's no that's not how parking works you're free to go to church that is a freedom that you Mm -hmm. enjoy but you know people people and their cars chris people and their cars that's all i really want to say there here because people just have this sense that, like, I am owed parking, right? I should be able to park anywhere. You're right. Right? And I mean, I get it. We, 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 I don't, I can't really, this is in the UK, and so it's set up a little differently, but cars are, are essential for getting around for a lot of situations, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in this country, which was built out for cars. In the West, especially, right. yeah. Right? And so it's like, I get it. You want to be able to put your car wherever you want to. But that's just not how it works. There are other options. Mm-hmm. You may have to park it down the street and walk a little bit. It's not the end of the world. Like, I love being in the car with somebody and, like, pulling into, like, a supermarket. And they're just fucking obsessed with getting that super close <laughs> parking spot. And they'll drive around right. and around and around. And you're like, while you're looking for the perfect parking place, there was... One back there that we'd have to walk just a little bit, right? And we already would be inside the store. Halfway done with our shopping. And guess what? It's good for, it's good for us to walk a little yes. bit. Let's get our steps in, people. Park all the way out. That's what I say. <laughs> Go. Well, um, a Haredi rabbi uh, in Israel... Uh, he's the president of the Council of the Torah Sages. Mm. His name is Rabbi Shalom Cohen, is telling his congregation and really all anyone who will listen Haredi and Hasidic Jews to oh, yeah. 
Stay away from ultrasounds. So if a woman is pregnant... <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you heard. So if a woman is pregnant, <laughs> she shouldn't get an ultrasound because, he, according to him, that means... Well, God... I don't even know how to explain it because God, it's like saying God sends the cure before he sends the ailment. Wait, <laughs> I don't don't ask me to explain it. All he's saying—that's that's what he's saying. Uh, what he's God, saying. But what does is, that mean? Well, he's saying that um, you shouldn't get an ultrasound because it's like finding out like what could be wrong with the baby if the baby's not whole or right. If, well, what's wrong with that? Um, Aren't there like medical conditions that doctors can address in utero? Like, no, he's like saying, yeah, yes, there are. Yeah. And he's saying we shouldn't do that because if there's an ailment, then let God provide God, the cure. Don't God try to... wants the child to be sick. Apparently, that's... Are you going against God's will? Uh, that, by... that is exactly what they are saying, actually. Like, this is bullshit. Getting... They, these be... Go on. They don't... They're not like Christian scientists, right? Like, they believe in medical intervention. No, actually, they do believe in medicine because yeah. several of the people... In attendance when these remarks were stated were from Bon uh, Bonai Alam organization, which is a fertility clinic. Oh so boy. a lot of people there were from a fertility clinic. Um, Why would you be against ultrasounds? I mean, he should come up with some better. Like, if he just doesn't like ultrasounds, let's say, right? Like, come up with something better than like the child should be sick if God wants it to, right? Like, that's no, that's terrible. Say something that like it's. I don't even know what could be wrong. That the waves are demonic somehow. Oh, and he does say it's... I. And here's another thing. I don't understand... I understand the words he's saying, but I don't understand how they fit together. And It's a form of so, thought. Yes. So here, <laughs> I'm quoting. I am telling you the best thing is to not go anywhere. Why? Because if you're waiting for the doctor, there's going to be a blow. It's because of your sins. Do you know, know? I mean, once again, I understand the words that I'm reading in this about. article. You might have to be a member of the community to yeah. or be more indoctrinated into I it didn't than we are. To... Well, Chris, I uh, actually have something that uh, is in large part a response to something that a, a, an Orthodox Jewish community did. Okay. This is in the, or didn't do in the state of New York. Then um, this has to do with the measles outbreak that we just oh, yeah. had in this country, right? Um, where the uh, Orthodox, ultra-Orthodox Jewish community in New York City, for whatever reason, because it's not necessarily against Jewish law or against sort of rabbinical teachings or whatever. I'm sure I'm getting all the phrasing wrong. No, it sounds Um, right to me. But um, there's nothing that's really against vaccination. But there's this one community that has just latched on and become anti-vaxxers and they're there. It's, it's more sort of that community than it is sort of strictly sort of religious belief and everything, but New nonetheless, York state, New York city, New York city. Um, and they were really the center and the nexus of a lot of this, the measles problem that we just really had. in this yeah. Jewish community. And they were kind of the court, at least according to this article, Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, New York State has um, ended religious exemption for vaccinations. Um, Great. That's fantastic. So they are the fifth state. Listen to this list of states. Okay. So now there is New York, California, Maine, 
No real surprise there that those three states were mentioned. West Virginia, hmm. starting to look, get a little surprised. And fucking Mississippi. Oh, those assholes. How? Mississippi? They don't like the care about do, kids. Yeah, they're like, like the last to do anything right, and especially around religion. Uh-huh. And uh, But no, they, they're the fifth state uh, that has now enacted a law requiring children in public school right, to be vaccinated. Um, unless, of course, they have a valid medical reason. And there are reasons to medical reasons not to vaccinate. Yeah, like if you're allergic to eggs or some other things. There's, there's, there's some, mm-hmm. some issues, yeah. And so some children um, are not vaccinated for, uh-huh. for these medical reasons. But we have herd uh, immunity, right? If the, if the entire population that can be vaccinated is vaccinated, these diseases really can't travel through... Right. Uh, to reach these kids so it's, who are it, who are vulnerable, I think that it ends up being like between if you have ninety two to like ninety five percent of the population that something like is that, mm-hmm. um, vaccinated, then around five percent of the population is just carried. Yes, yeah, yeah. And they don't have to be vaccinated. They don't have yeah. to be, um, and uh, unless of course they live in pockets, right? <laughs> like. <laughs> Enclaves. Yeah, right. exactly. And then you can get mm-hmm. a real outbreak amongst them. Right. And then it can spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, and sadly, because of all this anti-vaxxing that's been going on and these bad messages and parents making bad health decisions for their kids. And for everybody. And for the entire nation. N- nation their states are now trying to close uh, these loopholes. Uh, now, this is interesting. So, um, there would be... I'm not quite sure how this math works, um, but there are, according to this chart, there are 44 states with religious exemptions. Oh, and then there's Minnesota, which has personal exemptions that do not specifically mention uh, religion, um, which is interesting. And then uh, there are 15 states um, out of this group that have... Um, a personal exemption and religious exemption sort of as things that you can do uh, to get your kids out of uh, being vaccinated. Again, just a terrible idea. Um, in Nebraska, some, some states that um, do allow religious exemptions, uh, like ex- Nebraska is one of the examples that's pulled up here, uh, parents must submit an affidavit um, signed by a legally authorized representative stating that the immunization conflicts with the tenets and practices of an organized religious domin- uh, denomination of which the student is a member. So you have to have like they a high ranking I mean, official I'm sorry, from if- that church say, or your synagogue or mm-hmm. mosque or whatever yep. say, no, this is against our beliefs, our core beliefs. But I'm um, sorry. I think that that's okay. Like if, if we are ever going to allow a religious, it just, you know, I just... We'll get to that, Okay, Chris. go we'll, on. We'll, we'll loop back around to that. Um, and then there uh, are a handful of states like Montana and Delaware, which actually require a notarized statement. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to create these, these hurdles for people to get over in order to make it, you know, this is, this is real. They're, they're, they have to, like, actually... They can't just walk into the school office and say, mm, no, sorry... Which is what people do. Mm-hmm. They say, no, our church doesn't believe that. Here's where, where I think will help clarify what you were about to bring up. Um, so 
essentially, even though there are these 44 states that allow religious exemptions for vaccinations, um, researchers have struggled to identify um, any major U.S. religious group that actually advocates against vaccination for children. Wow. Okay. Uh, when these exemptions were first coming out in like the 60s and 70s, um, they people sort of attribute the lobbying efforts of the Christian Science Church. Yes. Right. Um, ironically, uh, even though they're known, the Christian scientists are known for um, healing through prayer, mm-hmm. right, um, and kind of being against medical intervention in general, it does not advocate that its members refrain from vaccinating children. Oh, they're allowed to get vaccinations? They're allowed to get vaccinations. Oh, this gets, what? This gets, I had no idea. And the plot thickens, Chris. Um, they would be the ones that I thought would have the only valid major... Right. right. And they don't. Uh, right? Not if they're being honest. Right? Huh. Um, and then some components of vaccines have prompted other religious concerns, like, um, I guess there's gelatin, which, of course... It's derived oh, from pork yeah. products, right? From pigs. Um, and like uh, these would include measles, mumps, and rubella. That's the MMR. Um, varicella, chickenpox. Um, oh, that is... Varicella is chickenpox, right? Anyway. Um, so, obviously, Jews and Muslims don't... Eat pork. Eat pork. Uh, so there would be some concern about whether these are kosher or not. Okay. Religious authorities from uh, the Jewish and Islamic communities have said the vaccines are totally permissible. Oh, okay. Right. So it's, it, clerics have given people permission. Like this is one it, place where. Right. God's not going to wear, care so much about this one little exposure to a pork product because the good that's coming from it which is saving your child from disease and death and potentially death is that's a good thing. So we're not going to get in the way of that. So right? who is opposing to so who are all these people that want these, this religious get this, the Catholic exemption. church, right? Has even sanctioned, uh, the use of vaccines that, um, may be developed from descendant cells of tissue from, uh, aborted fetuses. Oh, wow. Uh, it's a temporary sort of sanction. Um, I guess this is specifically rubella um, that, that, that would be um, in question here. Uh, the church encourages um, Catholics in general to seek out alternative vaccines, but they that, 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 like don't use these cells because it can be produced without these cells. Um, but they're not, again... Once, once again, the health of the child and the health of society as a whole is a greater question for them than whether or not there's this maybe this thing that, that technically mm-hmm. kind of violates this other belief over here. Even though God never told you anything about vaccinations. God, God never ever. said anything about vaccinations. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, who are these people who are claiming religious exemption? Anti-vaxxers. They're the they're, hippies. They're using this yeah. this sort of loophole, and mm-hmm. they're lying. Yeah. They're going in, and they are lying mm-hmm. about their, their religious beliefs. Uh, in or, and Because they know the schools outside of these states that have these other requirements, they know that the schools are just like, oh, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. No, no, no need to, to violate your, 
your your religious beliefs. I do. I do think it's smart to like. I like what Montana and what was the other state? Delaware. Montana and Delaware were doing, um, requiring you to be have it notarized by a religious authority. Right. Have it notarized that and signed by a religious authority. Yeah. Yeah. Because we shouldn't just. Oh, okay. You have a religious right objection to. Oh, okay. That's fine. No big deal. Yeah. No. So prove it. Religious freedom cannot uh trump the rest mm-hmm. of our freedoms right. to live. sort of to live to survive right? to yeah to 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 live a life uh free of disease because also here's the issue infants can get these diseases infants exactly and, um, and this is where herd mentality or mentality herd immunity is so important so a couple because it protects the baby. A couple, maybe even a Jewish couple that wasn't able to get an ultrasound. <laughs> yeah. No, never mind. That was a joke from the last my last story. <laughs> never mind. Um, so let's just say a couple is having a baby, right? Yeah. Because infants can't be immunized until right. Like there's, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure listeners out there do, but I think it's like three months, six months, a year. Mm-hmm. You have immunizations uh, at those at those. And some phases. of them are unsafe for the child earlier than that. Yes, like you would. Right. You don't give. You don't give a neonatal infant right out of the womb. You a know, bunch inoculations. Of, right. You don't do it. Right. However, that doesn't change the fact that these infants are still at risk of catching absolutely all sorts of disease. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why we have, like you said, that's why we have herd mentality. So immunity mentality. Sorry, I put that one. <laughs> Apparently, I have herd mentality. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Anyway, let's go. Okay. Keep. Right. What, what else? Tell me more. Well, no, no, no. That, that's the story. So please. No, it's just obnoxious. Like you're these anti-vaxxers are really putting people's infants at risk. Yes, there. They hate babies. Anti-vaxxers yeah. hate babies. That's that's my new T-shirt. It's right? true. Yeah. They anti-vaxxers hate your baby. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I wanted to say. So in Poland, in Krakow, Poland, mm. um, just a few days ago, an IKEA mm. worker was fired. Oh, at the at the Krakow IKEA, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Because uh, he had posted some Bible verses up on the company's intranet, so oh. on their forum, on the employee forum. That's annoying. Yeah, I mean, but it, it gets even it's worse. Actually, so his actually. name his name was Thomas Thomas K is what he's going by. Okay. Guess they're not releasing his last name. He's suing IKEA after he was terminated for his position. Oh, uh, the Poland Minister of Justice uh, Zgubnu Jaboro mm. asked the National Prosecutor's Office to look into this case in particularly. Okay, the issue arose when the employee was asked to attend a pro-LGBT event at the company. So the comp- company um, uh, had everybody come to an LGBTQ event for pride, right? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. it is nice, yeah. right? And I am i mean, I don't know if they were for... I, I wasn't there. I don't know if they forced everybody to come to the event. I highly doubt it. You I, were invited. Right. They Everybody's were invited. invited. Mm-hmm. Come on out. Yeah. So in response, Tamaz, he objected to the promotion uh, and he posted two verses of scripture up onto the company's forum. One of them said, woe unto him through whom scandal comes before it would be better for him to tie a millstone around his neck and plunge him into the depths of the sea. 
Um, and then he also quoted the old trite, stupid one from the Old Testament mm-hmm. from Leviticus. Leviticus: If a man lies with a, uh, a male as a woman, both of them have committed an abomination, blah, blah, blah. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. Okay. So he put these two... <laughs> You know, I love t- that eye roll, Chris. Right. I wish everybody at home could, uh, <laughs> well, it's so could witness the eye roll. You know, just you being just... gay and hearing this shit is so exhausting. And, <laughs> and for him I to know. think that it's just okay to put up on a company's, you know, inter- intranet forum is just fucking ridiculous. No, it is. So, Ikea... So, he's claiming what? That he has freedom of religion at the workplace. Uh, yes. He, the, he actually said... Has no right to yes uh, inhibit his his religious speech. That's exactly what he's saying. But what's also interesting is um, he he made a he made a comment to a news source in Poland saying, "My job was to sell furniture, not to promote same sex ideology." <laughs> um, well, but what's interesting I mean, here? What's interesting here is that he wasn't fired. He initially he was oh. asked to take down the Bible verses, right? And guess what? He did not do <laughs> take them down. He did not take them down because he said, and I quote: "As a Catholic, Catholic, a Catholic, <laughs> Hello. that's how you pronounce it. I'm a Catholic, Catholic, <laughs> the Catholic Church, Polak and Catholic mixed. Mixed. Oh, he's a Catholic." <laughs> <laughs> Polish is the word I beg your pardon as a Catholic I cannot censor God that's right, what he said right. so he did he chose not to take them down and yes Ikea did fire him and in a statement from Ikea they said using quotes from the Old Testament about death and blood in the context of what fate should meet homosexual people yeah no I I think that he was oh, go ahead Ikea keeping it on sort of the violence level is where they're on really firm ground because i mean that's that is really uncool i mean i don't know like it's always a dick move to bring up religion at church or at uh at work anywhere outside of any outside of your personal i I think it's always kind of a dick thing but if you're uh, a kind and respectful individual and you're just sort of whatever and you're not you're not bringing it up to be a dick to your coworkers, but you're just trying to you just like you know, well, this is what I believe. I won't There's be part a, of that. Yeah. I, it, it's not cool, but I think that that's a harder thing to crack down on. Mm-hmm. This, there is no question that this needs that, that this guy was a totally across the line. Yeah, right? like yeah. he he was not on sure footing, sure footing, or sure no. solid ground. IKEA continues. They said um, expressing his opinion. In a way, the way he expressed his opinion was in a way that could affect the rights and dignity of LGBTQ plus people. Absolutely, yeah. So, Agreed. and you're you're spot on, and this yeah. is why IKEA is absolutely right firing this asshole. Yeah, because those Bible verses mm-hmm. are threats to people's safety. Absolutely, those Bible verses call for lynching of gay people. Yeah. They call for the death of gay people, and that is such a beautiful point, actually, Chris. That that we need to be calling out religious, a lot of religious speech as violent speech, violent hate speech. Yeah. Um, Because it is most of it. When, when, when people are like 
deciding that on some issue they need to quote the Bible, mm-hmm. it's rarely, you know, Jesus said, love everyone. <laughs> right. right. It's not, it's like, not the stuff that actually Christianity is based on. Right. It's the stuff from the Old Testament, yeah. Christianity. And it's, it's, and you know, that's the thing. That's the thing that Christians drive me fucking crazy. They don't even understand their own fucking scripture. Right. Because the Old Testament, if you are truly a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm then you believe in the New Testament that Jesus came and he just said, love God Mm -hmm. and love thy neighbor. Those are the two laws, right? Right. All those other laws have now been fulfilled in me, right? right? All the Old Testament laws, just get rid of them, right? right? So they don't even understand their own fucking religion. They don't even understand their own spirituality, their own religion, their own fucking Christianity. And it drives me insane. Fuck them. No, fuck them. But I had an epiphany. I'm serious. While reading mm-hmm. the story, I had an epiphany. Because it is. It's more than them just quote more than them just quoting fucking Bible verses. Mm-hmm. It's it is. It's a call for violence. Yeah. Yeah. Chris. You hit the nail right on the No, you hit the n- we hit it together. Because here's the thing. If Christians were really Christians, like if they were really Christian, like I don't think I'd really they'd bug me. Right. It's just the fact that they're assholes. And, you know. No, I agree. I'm sorry. For the most part, they are. I know. I agree. Hmm. It's why they're having a hard time keeping people. Hmm. Because generally, it, it, because Christianity, by and large, has turned into a message of hate. Right? Um, at least that's what we hear. Right? That's nope. all I ever hear As about a gay man, speaking from my identity, right. as a gay man living in Utah in the United States of America. Right. What I mostly hear from Christians is hate and how I'm a horrible person. That's what I hear. Right. So if that's the mission, you know, of spreading the gospel, well, it's not a success. And that's why they're losing and they will continue to lose as long as they embrace that message. And that's what's getting out to the world. They will continue to lose members because nobody, that's not attractive. No, that's not something anybody wants to be a a member of. Mm -mm. Right? It doesn't I mean you're gonna you might go off and and find some other form of spirit quote unquote spirituality in your life, but it ain't gonna be Jesus. All right. Um well here's a fun one, Chris. Oh, for fun. Fit fun. Um Fort Worth, Texas. Um where the uh let's see hair is big and the I don't know. So are the stakes. I don't know. Uh, the, the Metroplex atheists have been planning a meeting in Fort Worth, and they are taking advantage of a program that the city offers where they, they sort of have this little stretch of um, uh, curbside uh, area in their downtown area where they'll put up your flags. Okay. Right, your little your little banners, right, all along the street, along like I think like on the light posts. You've seen that before in yeah. like downtowns. They have a little, and it'll be like, oh, the farmers market or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they had these put up, these signs put up uh, to promote this event, and this is totally the within group. the atheist group, totally in line with the Fort Worth city rules and regulations. Nonprofit group, non-offensive messaging. Uh, no. it, and it's promoting an event. This is critical, right? And so their event, they called it, In No God We Trust. <laughs> I love them, right? Um, well, not everybody in Fort Worth loves them uh, or loved this message. Uh, apparently, the city has received well over 100 complaints. 
and the uh, mayor has felt it necessary to respond online and issue an official statement. Um, she wow. says, I was appalled. 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 When I saw the banners currently being displayed downtown, as I do not support or agree with the message. Oh, really? Somebody has a different set of beliefs, right? Because that's how they would term it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so you're appalled. Are you appalled by people who don't believe in Jesus? So yeah. do, do, do Jews and Muslims appall you? I mean, the word is horrible, right? But well, she's appalled by the idea that there were atheists. Furthermore, right? what bothers me is that no matter how they believe, mm-hmm. they are fucking customers of your city. They are citizens. Paying, well, citizens and customers. Yeah. Because they are paying for those banners. For those banners. Absolutely. Those don't come for free. Right. So she should be appalled that people are being critical of people that are actually paying her fucking salary because they are paying into the city's coffers right. by buying that advertising. Right. So I'm appalled. She continues with her tweet. We must. Oh, this was a tweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, of course it is. Where else are you going to find <laughs> yeah. official statements? She's appalled. Uh, but she continues. She says, um, uh, however, we must respect freedom of speech. So she takes a, n- a nice turn here. As we approach the 4th of July, we must remember that many Americans have fought and died for the freedoms we cherish today. So she is defending the city's position. Um, an official why statement. why is she appalled? Like, uh, I don't get That's incongruent. Uh, she said, uh, the, there's an official statement from the city, and this was not Twitter. Uh, While some residents might not like the messaging on these banners, we do not currently restrict religious messaging, as long as it follows the current policy and procedures for display banners. So the city is like, first of all, they know that they were about to walk into a mess mm-hmm. with this. They had these statements ready to go, because there was no way this wasn't going to cause a fervor in downtown Fort Worth, right? Texas, right? Like this was going to cause a problem. Um, and I mean, any, you put this anywhere, you're going to have people calling in and complaining, mm-hmm. like, especially, especially, especially Texas, Texas, right? Uh, especially that part of Texas, especially anywhere in Texas. Yeah. Just Don't like get would, me wrong. I like Texas. I mean, there's aspects of Texas that I like. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun in Texas. I, but I've had fun in Dallas. Yeah. I mean, specifically this area that we're talking about. I've had fun in Fort Worth. So what's going to happen? We went, we went oh, to sorry, a conference on. down in, in Fort Worth. Um, a, a podcasting conference. A, fun. A couple years ago. Um, great town. You know, had a great time there. Um, nonetheless, what's going to happen? They're staying up. Yeah. The, the city's not getting involved. They're saying this is our policy. This is their event. Um, now, the event, the reason that they called it In No God We Trust is because it's a seminar that's specifically uh, bringing in speakers uh, that uh, will make an argument that the motto In God We Trust is improper uh, Wait, and I, offer a replacement. You know how I feel about that. Um, and they're, yeah, I feel the same way. And they're, um, their suggestion is e pluribus unum, which is a beautiful yeah. national motto. Yes, uh, and is is worthy of a country that claims to, you know, bring in many e pluribus unum groups. From many, make, we are one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like 
we are a nation of immigrants. We are a nation mm-hmm. of uh, diverse backgrounds. From many, we are one. Right. Even if we do it in English. I like that. Yeah. I mean, why not? Because I just find In God We Trust terribly offensive. I really It is do. offensive. I find it offensive. It is offensive. And it came out, the whole history of it is, is, is horrible. And I, yeah. So anyway, so that's why they named, they, they picked a name that was provocative and they knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. right? They knew that they were going to put them on banners and they knew that they were going to cause they needed to, they needed to, but cause they're getting media. Mm-hmm. They're getting press. People are talking about it. I think it's great. I do too. And this mayor, she ends up making the right point, even though she kind of stumbles at the beginning. Um, appalled. I'm appalled mayor, whatever your face is. Yeah, but the I'm thing is, you. that's that's just the thing. Is if somebody said she, yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna leave it right there. Hey, hi, uh, you know Rami Malek? Yes, the guy who won the Oscar for yes. that that Queen movie. Yeah, I think he's Bohemian great. Rhapsody. I didn't watch it. Oh, but I think he's great. I'm sure actor. he is. Have you yeah. seen? He's very anything handsome. That he's in. He has a handsome no, I don't guy. know what else has he been he has in. A very distinct and I like his unique look, look but mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot too. Uh, well, he was in that. Um, uh, was it Mr. Robot? On that TV show is that what it was called? I don't think I watched that either. He was kind of kind of starred in that. Before that, it was mainly I think a lot of supporting roles for he's, him. He's British, but he's breaking right? out as a. Uh, I don't know what he is. Well, uh, he's uh, he speaks. Go ahead. More and more, I think, with an American accent. Oh, I don't know for sure. Anyway. Uh, I know he's of Egyptian descent. I know. um, Yes. That's that's definitely true. family is from Egypt. Um, But he... Yeah, no, I I think he's fantastic. Um, Anyway, he is going to be in the next James Bond film. Oh. And did you know that I really like James Bond? No, I I didn't know that. I've kind of always been into him. I really really like him. Okay. (laughs) What's your favorite Bond? Um... I don't know. I love all the Daniel Daniel Craig ones. Okay, I really do. So is he your favorite Bond? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then just all of his. I kind of even like the Pierce Brosnan ones, even though he wasn't a great Bond. He was not a good Bond. Yeah, he wasn't a good no. fit for it. No, he wasn't. Uh-uh. He's too much of a pretty boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You need something rugged and it, about James Bond. In don't fact, you think? yes. In fact, it kind of felt like as soon as Daniel Craig showed up, like I was like, "Yep, now it all makes sense." <laughs> Does that make sense? I mean, do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when he was the f- cast as Bond, I was like, oh, now I get what they were talking about. What about Sean Connery? Eh. No, no. He's okay. No. No. I thought he was kind of... Sean Connery. And uh, what are some of the other ones? Roger um, Moore. Roger Moore. Those are fun. Yeah. From He was from the 80s. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Huh. yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, anyway, anyway, so there's a new um, Bond coming out. Surprise, so he, surprise. There always is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they haven't even named it yet. It's an unnamed uh-uh. Bond project. They haven't named oh. it. Um, it's just called Bond 25 so far. Hmm. I guess Prince Charles visited the set last month, which is really cool and a big deal. Anyway, um, <laughs> Daniel Craig will be Bond again. Okay. And this is the 25th, to the 25th Bond film. That's amazing. That's, bit, that's a thing. So <laughs> Rami Malek has been uh, uh. cast as a terrorist in the film. Uh-oh. But he was very clear with the filmmakers, um, particularly the, the director, uh, Kerry Fukunaga. He was very clear that he would play the role as long as the character didn't have any kind of 
religious extremism or ideological affiliations. Because he said he was fine being, a, you know, a man of Arabic descent right. who plays a terrorist, right. as long as that was not the theme. Like, as long as like, that's something. I does guess that make sense? That he would. Yeah, I, I love that he's um, being sensitive to that. Yeah, that's important. Um, I actually, yeah, no, he, that's, he that's told good. the filmmakers we cannot identify him in any with any act of terrorism reflecting any ideology or religion. He's just a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He said that's not something I want to entertain. He's going to be a different kind of terrorist instead of, you know, what we, what the stereotype is. Well, yeah. I mean, Bond villains. You know, they, they, it's, uh, I'll be honest, Chris, it's not my favorite franchise. I haven't seen more than maybe a half dozen, right? I have a limited scope here, but, um, Bond villains in my mind, they're crazy, maniacal, um, villains, characters, characters, yeah, exactly. And those are the the more nuts and disconnected with reality, almost the better, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think even just calling these guys terrorists already puts it into the wrong, in the wrong color. Because they should be right? villains. They're villains. They're yeah. not terrorists. Well, and it does. And I guess say... they're trying to like maybe keep it more sort of current and up to date by using the word terrorist. But like, come on. And according to the filmmakers, the character will be. A mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. So according to the new plot surprise, surprise. isn't that every mm-hmm. like yeah. Bond? I wonder who villain. will sing the theme this year. Oh, I don't know. I liked it when Madonna it did it, even though she's <laughs> going off that? the deep end. It was called she Die Another nuts. Day. Yeah. That was actually a really good one. Anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, wrap up this section of the show uh, real quick. Uh, if anybody out there has anything to say, maybe tell us what your favorite Bond movie is. Uh, you can call us. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Leave us a message. We uh, love uh, to get your guys' voice on the show. Also, you can email us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is our email address. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Um, there's also the members only lounge, which you might want to check out. You do, uh, it is on Facebook. You have to search for it and you also have to request to join. But once you're in, it's a great supportive community and uh, it's all set up to protect your identity if that's a concern. So uh, check that out. Hey, Chris. Frank, hi. I have a bit of audio to play for you. Oh, you always do that. <laughs> um, you probably won't know this voice. I recognize his face. Uh, his name is Chris McDonald. He's got a crackpot, right-wing, religious, super uber uh, crazy show that he has online. Mm-hmm. He, he sort of he's he's one of those like youtuber types talks into the into the camera and he likes and i think he podcasts he likes america well. and oh, the flag yeah he's I mean, he's a real nut job anyway um he's got something to say that i think is going to get you a little riled up you like to do that too. i do like to do that uh so much so i god i would love to keep our audio running while you watch this um because <laughs> it chris is amazing. It's actually about... He has something to say about the detainees 
at the border. Uh oh. Um, you know, this is a real crisis right now. Um, and it's a it's, it's an a international shame. crisis. It's a shame mm-hmm. on this country and on all Americans. Yeah. And uh, the UN just came out last week saying that it was illegal. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, all right, no well, let, let, let's hear what he has to say. This is demonic to me. Look, this is the spirit of Antichrist. Where people want to admit it or not, it's the spirit of lawlessness, Butch. And, and look, I, I may be a little hardcore about this, but you know, I, I'm getting sort of sick and tired of the media, and I'm getting sick and tired of these left-wing politicians blaming President Trump for the horrendous conditions at these detention centers. I got news for you, my friend. If they don't want bad, bad conditions at a detention center, don't come across our border illegally. You've right. got the greatest. You've got the greatest center in the world at your home. You don't. If you're complaining about not getting toothpaste and soap at a detention center, I got a remedy for that. Go home. Go home and find your toothpaste and soap at your house. Maybe you'll find some there. We're not obligated, Butch. Right. I just don't feel like God has put it on America's tab to pander to the lawless. Right. God doesn't pander to the lawless. God commands all men, what does he say in the book of Acts? God has commanded every man now to repent. And when we repent and we come to God, he has his arms wide open in mercy. But if you're rebellious and you're obstinate and you're prideful and you refuse to come God's way, you forsake your mercy. So let's let's parse this out just a little bit. Essentially, he's saying uh, he's admitting that the conditions at the border are horrifying. Horrendal. Horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he's not, he's not disputing that at all. And then he proceeds to say they deserve it. Mm-hmm. So for, it's like God says they deserve it. That God says that they deserve it. And then, uh, at the, the, the very end, it's you come to God and repent. And I, I, I don't know what that has to do with anything in the context of immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's obvious that this man does not under, understand what's happening at the southern border. He probably does not understand. He's also he doesn't sure, understand what's happening in Central America. Willfully ignorant. He's privileged. He's yeah. A, he um, yeah. well, and for him to say because he said, "Well, go. Why don't you go? I'm sick and tired." He goes. He goes. Why don't you go back to your own house? And get your own toothpaste. And soap. Okay. What an asshole. What a privileged yeah. asshole. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about these people's lives. Right. He doesn't know if they have homes to return to. Exactly. He has no idea about the yeah. turmoil that is going on there. Right. And for him to say that when they come here, they deserve to be locked up and have their children ripped from their arms because they broke a law. Well, here's what I'm going to... I, I read an analogy the other day that I really like. Mm, okay. So, like, let's say that... You're at your home, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody comes in with a gun, right? And they they shoot your roommate. Right. Okay. Okay. Which is horrible. Uh, You're terrified, right? So you run out of the house with your child and you run next door to the house next door. You have your child in your arms, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, there's been a home invasion. My house is under attack. We're here. Will you please let us in? You're knocking on the door and you're knocking on the door. And then... um, your neighbor doesn't let you in, but actually calls the police on you and has that child ripped from your arms. You know, right. like I read that analogy and it kind of sat with me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So there's never an excuse to remove children from their parents, no matter right. what the situation is. Like we can do better. 
Like right. there is no excuse. Right. And we are charging upwards of $600 per night per person to stay in a cage on the floor. We could put them up at least in the Hampton Inn. I'm serious. Yeah, I mean, it's only slightly better than a cage on the floor. But. No, <laughs> I like the Hampton Inn. Um, but what I'm saying is that it's it's fucking insane that yeah. we are paying private corporations. Yes. Our government is paying yeah. private entities. Yeah. Businessmen are getting right. rich off of these children sleeping on the fucking floor. Right. This is not even. It, it doesn't matter whether. You think people should be allowed to freely cross our border, or if you think that we need to seal it off. That's not the point. This is not the issue, right? Um, this is a humanitarian, how do we treat people issue. Because the fact is, yes, Period. we don't. If we're detaining people, what situ- what is the condition mm-hmm. that they are in? What is the situation? Cause- and we're, we are better than this you're right legally we have to be better Mm -hmm. than this like this is this is a crime we don't have to grant them against humanity if nothing else we don't have to grant them citizenship or asylum we can send them back yeah we don't have to do this but i'll tell you what we cannot do we cannot separate children from their parents and indefinitely leave them in cages to sleep on the fucking floor with no drinking water with inadequate food in cold conditions, right. it's unacceptable. All right. Well, Chris, uh, we have some people to thank. Uh, these are people who have uh, gone to our website, thinkonamatheist.com, clicked on the support tab, and joined up um, as patrons on Patreon. Uh, we're running a campaign right now where we're trying to get rid of our ads. Um, that's what we're working toward. That's right. Uh, we have achieved sort of the first level in, the, in, this, in this campaign. Uh, every fourth show will be completely ad-free. Uh, that's our that's that's where we're at right now. When we hit the next level with about twenty ish new member new new subscribers, whatever, um, we will half the shows will be ad free, so forth and so on, up till the point when there are no more ads, and we will be a fully uh, listener supported show, which is I think just a much better place to be for us and the community that we try to support and be a part of. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we have these five new uh, supporters. Dun, 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 dun. So uh, we have two new faithful listeners, Jim and Zach. Thanks. Thank you so much, guys. We have two new venerable listeners, uh, Squishy and Benjamin. Squishy and Benjamin. Thank you so much, guys. And then we have one new beatified listener, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. Um, we really do uh, appreciate the, the support. We can't do the show without it. And then, of course, we have our top donor, our Lord and Savior, uh, (laughs) Hannah! Hannah! Holy Hannah! Holy Hannah! All right. Well, thank you so much to all of our patrons and for all of you who've been uh, supporting the show, for some of you for quite a long time. Uh, And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Hey Chris, <laughs> what's up, Frank? Um, we uh, we have something that we want to talk about. Um, this is uh, there was there was kind of a new development in an ongoing story with the LDS Church this week. Mm-hmm. Um, there 
is a man by the name of Sterling Van Wagnon. Uh, he's one of the co-founders of the film festival that went on to become Sundance. It was called the uh, United States, Utah United States Film Festival or something oh, I didn't like that. Know that. Uh, back when it was founded by Robert Redford and Sterling Van Wagnon. He founded Sundance with Robert Redford. Yes. I believe that's how the story goes. Um, And so he's been, he actually was um, a producer on a little film back in the eighties, I think called trip to bountiful. Uh, The, the lead actress in it got an Academy award for it. It was a decent little film, nothing Mm -hmm. spectacular, but you know, the kind of film that shows off a, a good actor's performance. Um, and, uh, and, and he was sort of integral with, um, filming the, the temple films, the LDS temple films. For those of you who aren't familiar with like the Mormon temple and how it works, um, the, 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 basically the very quick explanation is the, the whole thing is sort of, uh, it's a film presentation, you go in, you sit in a little theater, and it's kind of, a, I guess, a multimedia presentation. Like yes. There, there's kind of your officiator that's up at the front of the room, and there's... It's an interactive, interactive film experience. It's an experience. Basically, they automated their most important religious rite. Right? I mean, that's what they did. Yeah. They, they, they uh, streamlined it. And automated it because and by right a, you mean ceremony, ceremony, yeah, yeah. Um, ritual, ritual, in a very Mormon sort of way. Let's mm-hmm. figure out how to make this boring thing even more it boring. It is so boring. Yeah, it um, it's it's awful. But anyway, so he was actually he developed and uh, produced the three temple films that were in use for the last couple decades, uh, according to my understanding. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in the temple for obviously since the nineties. Um, but from what I've heard, they were using his films. Uh, this kind of a little side note after the news that Sterling Van Wagenen had been accused of child rape, um, which is, I buried the lead there. Everyone, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, what? (laughs) I mean, I I had already known it. Yeah. After, after that came out, apparently they pulled the films and they just sort of have like a little, uh, like, it's almost basically like a little slideshow. Mm-hmm. I think it's still a video, technically a video present. It's not literally like a, Beep. a, a, a carousel of slides Beep. or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. It's not that, but it's just still frame pictures. Are they using of the actors from the movie? No, I think they scrambled and got New just people. some people to kind of stand. Stand. In I'm Adam. Like, I'm Eve. <laughs> I'm the devil. And then they recorded like a new audio track. And what is that apron? Yeah. It represents my powers and priesthoods. Yeah, it's so gross. Anyway, um, so Sterling Van Wagner, this uh, sort of upstanding uh, Mormon filmmaker, uh, accused of child rape, the court uh, actually sentenced him this week um, for one of the cases. And so he will be spending the next six years to life in prison. That's not enough. Uh, it's not enough. He's 71. So it's one of those cases where it's like, well, I'm glad at least if it's a dumb sentence, he'll be an old man, probably die in prison. Here's what gets me in these kind of cases. Yeah. How many years did you get away with it? Absolutely. And, and for me, that's why you should, um, 
You should go to jail for at least as long as you were free. Now, that's interesting. In this kind of case, you mean? Yeah. It's like sexual yes. predator cases. That's, and yeah. I think that the, I don't know, doubly, I'm not doubly sure, but I'm pretty sure that the statute of limitations is also different with children when children are involved. Oh, I think it's longer. Yeah, okay. So and that's my, I, I don't know. I just feel like, huh. okay. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Well, anyway, this brought up um, a big sort of issue for us, which is how, how could the Lord's anointed, i.e., the brethren, the the leaders of the LDS, the church. people with a direct line to God Himself. How could they have been so wrong about this man, mm-hmm. right? Who was basically given the responsibility of curating and making their yeah their the most important thing in their religion. This is literally the most the important most important thing. thing. Yeah. So not only did they hire him to do it once. Twice, Twice, yeah. It looks like three, three times yeah. to remake this film in in you know probably a few decades, like you had said. How did they not? If if They're, God is talking to them right. and telling, like, how did God tell them to choose this person? To keep choosing him. this kitty rapist. Yeah. His their powers of discernment, right? This is always, I mean, mm-hmm. right? The bishop and the, all your leaders. Yeah. Why didn't the Holy Ghost discern? Why didn't the Holy Ghost say, "No, don't, don't choose him"? Uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> hey, you know, don't rape your kids. Like, to be fair, like you guys made a bad choice this first time with him, but maybe the second time you should do. No, all right. Well, 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 maybe not the third <laughs> time. Well. All right, we got to get this out there. No, no, that's just not how this is like. That it would mm-hmm. wor- that they they say their God would work. You know, it's also they funny. say their yeah. God that they have these powers. Yeah, because and that their God would prevent this. From right. Happening. They say they have this system of how yeah. God works, and that but yet only the so best many people yeah. are the top people. So many only times. the best people are chosen for these kind of things. For example, Dallin A. Jokes in the eighties, um, and Gordon B. Hinckley, both big members in from the LDS leadership. Church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dallin H. Oaks, for example, bought forgeries off of Mark Hoffman. Oh, I thought that was... And Gordon B. Hinckley. Hinckley did that, too, Yes, it was both of them. Oh, okay. And they both, like, took it up to the prophet, and they prayed about it, and they got... And it's real. They got answers that it was real. Yeah. And then it turns out that Hoffman completely, 100%, just made it up. Forgeries. They were all forgeries. Like, he didn't, like... No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just made yeah. this stuff. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, so back to the case so back to, to to what we're talking about here. Um, this also brings up you know sort of some recent developments with the MTC president that we've talked about on the show oh, before, yeah. uh, Joseph Bishop. Uh, he's now in his eighties, but back in I think it was the. The 80s. The 80s. He's in his 80s, but <laughs> back so in the 80s. 80s um, he was president of the Missionary Training Center in Provo, Utah. So this is where, you know, when y- your little Mormon missionaries that go out, that come knocking on your door or whatever, uh, they go to a missionary training center first for a, f- for a handful of weeks where they learn how to go door to door, ostensibly. And uh, if they're going to a foreign language speaking or to a country with a foreign language, then they would uh, also be taught the 
some rudimentary, you know, Spanish or Italian or German, whatever it is. Uh, and well, he has had, uh, two women have come out and accused him of rape at the MTC. Right. And, uh, there was a recent, uh, some audio that, that the BYU police had in their possession that they were trying to keep from the, the media. <gasps> um, but thanks to some court decisions about whether or not the BYU police department has, uh, whether they're a real police department or not, they not. have to, um, they, you know, if there's a freedom of information mm-hmm. uh, request, they have to release this stuff. And they were saying, no, 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 we're a private police force. And it's like the, Utah state government was saying that doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. That's if, not a thing. If, if we've said you're a police force, then you're an extension right. of, of the government, even you though you can't have it both ways. Yeah. And so, so anywho, um, the, in the audio, he, he just flat out admits. Well, and this was did. a couple of years ago, right? This was like 2017. The, the, that the video that the audio came out, there was some audio that came out, not too long ago, um, what hadn't come out was the BYU interview. Okay. So, uh, McDenah, I think that was her name. Um, here, let me find it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. McKenna Denson. Uh, she went and talked to him and sort of had a little interview. Right. With him, and she got him to sort of admit to some things. She was like, tape. Hey, do you remember me? And he was right. like, yeah, I remember. And you. that yeah. should be damning enough. It was. <laughs> and yeah, I agree with you, but like for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, however, the BYU audio is police officers talking to him and he full on like, admits it to full them. on admits. Like, no question. He and, and, and what's super damning about this audio is that he says that the, his uh, higher-ups at the LDS Church knew. Because he says, I've already handled it ecclesiastically. Exactly. Meaning to them that, hey, because I'm a, bish- I'm a president, this has already been taken care of yeah. by clergy, so right. I'm fine. So I'm f- essentially, yeah. yeah. So essentially, this doesn't need to be so, a, a criminal matter because I've already been forgiven right. by the so, lord so in his case not only did the higher-ups in the church fail at their power of discernment <laughs> when they found out that what he was up to they did nothing when he admitted to them when he confessed they did nothing so let that sink in for a second I mean, it's not surprising this is what religious is he going to jail? Oh do. no, because I bet there's statute of limitations. Uh, this one, uh, Mc, uh, uh, Denson McKenna Denson is uh, suing Good. him. That's or, smart. Uh, and uh, suing she should the be church. suing the church. She's suing the church. She should su- she should sue the church because also, if I'm not mistaken, there was a general authority uh, who was very high leadership in the LDS Church that also knew about this. They knew about it. Yeah. This, and and that's what this that's what's so damning about this audio is that he admits that they knew about it. Yeah, this isn't just people sort of knowing. Oh well, I heard. You know, like no, this is for real. Damning fucking shit. Yeah, they have the, the church audio is in, evidence. The church is in trouble with this one. Um, sadly, the Sterling Van Wagenen is just sort of a. a it's nothing that will probably go back to the church because he 
did this as a private individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is damning that they would put so much faith and trust in this man. Mm. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. And you know what's crazy is when they say things, when the Mormon leaders say things, you hear LDS people say, he's speaking for God until they fuck up. And then it's, <laughs> and he's just a man. No, I know. And it's constantly that back and forth. Mm-hmm. It, no, it, he wasn't speaking as a prophet then. He was speaking it, as a man. Well, how can you keep track? Because I'm dizzy. <laughs> like I am, my head is spinning. Like I can't. I saw this funny little cartoon thing where, uh, up at the front of the conference center. So like for Mormon general conference, there's the prophets at the podium mm-hmm. and there's essentially this light that, you know, it says speaking as a, and in like big neon letters, man, <laughs> prophet, right? And like man is lit up. Right? Like depending on like. The, he's now speaking as a prophet. <laughs> he's now speaking as a man. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> no, it's just, it's ridiculous. They're, they're fucking ridiculous. Anyway. All right. Well, Chris. I'm glad you had me today. Yeah. I'm glad you came in. Thanks so much for, for sitting in for Dan. Thank you, dear listeners, uh, for listening. Uh, if you'd like to uh, join in and uh, have, if you have any feedback or anything you'd like to add to any of these conversations, please feel free to do so. The email address is podcast at thankgodimatheos.com. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. We love to get your voice on the show. Uh, so uh, please do call in. Uh, join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Atheist. Uh, there's also the, um, the Members Only Lounge, which is also on Facebook. Search for it, join a uh, request to join, and we'll let you in. Um, big thanks, of course, goes out to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on Facebook. And a big thanks uh, goes out to the Red Arc Hot Club for the use of their music and to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks again to you, Chris. Thanks to all of our listeners, our supporters online. Um, and uh, tune in next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.